2: You know, if if you're almost at the finish line or you have this dream that you really want to achieve for you or for your family, um, nothing should stop you from getting that. And if alone is what you need um, to get there, then you shouldn't be afraid. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences. But that our hustles are very much alike Now here's your host, Ronster Pyong.
1: Welcome to episode 29 of the Hustle Share podcast My name is Ronster and I'm your host And this episode is brought to you by Payroll Hero A time, attendance, scheduling, HR and payroll solution for Philippine companies If you're new to the show, we're glad to have you here because Hustle Share is a podcast that lets you learn from other hustlers by listening to them. But please be reminded because we use a lot of adult language in this podcast. So make sure that there's no kids around or you're in a safe environment to listen to this. Because today we're going to be talking to a winner. And I'm talking about Ms. Carmina Bayumbong, the founder and CEO of InvestEd and the winner of the 2019 Cartier. Women's Initiative, where she won $100,000 for her startup, Invest Ed. But before she shares how she was able to do that, we're gonna go way back because she's gonna share why she started this mission because of the influence of her family and how she was able to carve out a career in development work and how she was able to identify a hundred-year-old problem that inspired her to take a leap of faith and become an entrepreneur with just 30,000 pesos in savings. She will also discuss the early mistakes she did and how she was able to make a breakthrough by joining the Idea Space competition. Carmina will also share how they're able to impact the lives of students by using the InvestEd platform and how they teach them financial literacy and help them get jobs 30 days after graduation. Carmina will also share how she was able to survive when they ran out of money and they went through the startup valley of death and how they were able to bounce back from that ruckus. And of course, Carmina will share how she was able to win $100,000 of the Cartier Women's Initiative and was able to bring pride and glory to our country, even if she only had a 2% chance of winning. And lastly, Carmina will also share her tips of how to get out of the valley of death and how to raise funding. So if you're ready to learn about the hustle of winning the Cartier Women's Initiative, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. I am with the winner today. <laughs> because you know we were, f- I, I had to bug the hell out of her, and she was supposed to be scheduled way back because she's busy, but she made time. So thank you. And <laughs> we are here with Miss Carmina Bayombong, the founder and CEO of Invested. Carmina, thank you and congratulations for winning. Thank you. How do you pronounce Cartier?
2: Cartier. Is Cartier. Fine. Cartier.
1: <laughs> and what? What? The Cartier Women's Initiative. Yes. Correct. So first of all, you brought so much. Um, pride and, and glory to our country. That's great. And of course, you brought a lot of mm-hmm. money back too. Yeah. Right? So that's good. Best part. <laughs> right. So as as we always um, do this in every episode, right? mm-hmm. I'd like to ask you the million dollar question that we asked. Yes. So what Carmina, what's your hustle?
2: My hustle is basically putting low income mm-hmm. and marginalized college kids
0: okay.
2: to school. Okay. Um, if I would were to state it very simply. Okay. But um, I run Invest Ed, And okay. InvestEd is currently the Philippines' leading provider of education loans for what we call student dreamers.
1: Got it. Because yeah. student loans are unheard of here. Yeah. Right? I mean, in the States... It is or...
2: really not a thing.
1: <laughs> no, there's not, not a thing. It's called a tita-tita thing, right? Yeah. That's what it is, right? But a lot of people or underprivileged children uh, go through this... Because you know, because of life, hmm. right? you know, it's not because yeah. of your parents. There's it's a lot of other factors, but this is a big problem that you guys are trying to solve, and um, really big. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I was fortunate because my mom was, though she struggled also putting me to college. She was a single parent. She invested early enough for a uh, college college plan. Yeah, which is weird because That's that great. plan. <laughs> That that plan co- that that company, eventually shut shot uh, shut down. Right. One of those things, and then yeah, for some reason she was able to finesse money out of them to still. Uh, that's good. To, yeah, so that's it's like, very lucky. Thank you, mom. So thank you, appreciate that. <laughs> I went to college, but not all students are fortunate enough to get that. back. Yeah. But for invested, um, invest ed, right? Mm. Invest ed. Um, Carmina, why is this such a big problem to solve, and why this problem of all problems?
2: Well you know we're definitely tackling a big problem yes right. um why is that currently 76% of employers in the philippines mm-hmm. there are only hiring college degree holders wow that's even after the k12 program wow. and so you know for those who can't achieve a college degree right. or don't have the money for it it's basically um, basically they can't earn any uh, anything above minimum wage. Your opportunities are yeah. very limited. And our vision at Invested is a world where every young person mm-hmm. has the opportunity to pursue their dreams. Right. So a college degree is just like the gateway to that. Mm-hmm. It opens a lot of doors. That- but we also fund, you know, technical, vocational. Unfortunately, there's really not that many schools here. Yeah. So a college degree is still a really huge thing. Right. Um, And, you know, it's an employer thing, but so, you know, employers are only hiring college degree holders. And then we look at like, why is it so hard to get a college degree? You know, when we were starting Invested, we looked at, okay, like how hard is it really to get a college degree? So we looked at data and all of that. And it was such an unheard, like I got goosebumps when I crunched Mm -hmm. the numbers, but like apparently for the past 10 years, Mm -hmm. um, now, 13 years, no. our college success rate has been just 22%.
1: No that, way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, like, that nothing... People,
1: that many people dropped out. Yeah. Then... So, oh, wow. ni-
2: it's between 19 to 22%. Shoot. So, for the past 13 years, that number hasn't changed. Um, that means wow. everyone who steps into college, only about 22% actually make their way out. And, to the finish line. Yeah. And
1: that's not even the end goal because exactly. after you, college, you graduate... Employment costs yeah
2: and financials were the right. number one reason um, mm. and that's just people who s- get to step into college uh, there's right. still those who never make it like yeah. um, around forty percent of high school grads don't make it into college Correct.
1: especially in the public school system yeah right. yeah
2: so it's it's really a huge problem and I mean you know those are stats and everything, right. but I've seen it firsthand from, um, from the my parents level. Okay. Um, yeah. so I, I mean. Like my mom, you know, you know, Filipino families, they're right. super big.
1: Yeah. How, <laughs> so, how, how big is your family? So, if you don't... Uh,
2: it's huge. So I have a huge clan. So my mom right. um, had eight siblings. Wow. While my dad had um, five siblings. Oh, shit. So, well, let's talk about my mom. For example, right. my grandparents were both farmers. Okay. So um, growing up, she worked really hard to get scholarships because mm-hmm. it was the only way out. Yeah of poverty. True. Um, but, you know, she had a hard time getting there because yeah. she was even told like she couldn't study because she was a woman
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: and, you know, all these barriers. All those
1: stigmas from yep. way back, right?
2: Um, but, yeah, I mean, for her, like, it was only scholarships that could get her there. Okay. Um, for my dad, it was like, uh, he had to be a working student and right. they they barely got out. Right. Um, you know.
1: But they were and, fortunate enough that they made exactly. it exactly. to the line. So,
2: okay. um, actually, um, how i also got into loans but or because my parents like being one of the first in their family to attend college oh. um it became like a thing um so they started earning they put through most of their siblings into yeah, college yeah so it's
1: a it's a hand-me-down yep. kind of thing and you know right. that's
2: just the like the main family but even in the barangay right the you know the village level um people started coming to them asking mm. for and so, my parents actually, um, they co-founded a cooperative. It's like ah, a village bank. So, when, this is
1: their fight.
2: Yeah. Originally.
1: And you're you're putting this on the next yeah. level. So,
2: I mean, I remember when I was young, I kept asking my parents, why are you giving loans right. to people you don't know? Okay. <laughs> um, ah. And, you know, they taught me, like, at a young age, well, it's, it's risky, but loans gave people the opportunity to progress Correct. in life. So, um, you know, I... I Grew up like just subconsciously knowing about loans and Got it. all that. Um, and they taught me like how to save and everything. So I've seen it like I guess from a macro point okay. of view, and um, you know, like with my parents. And even right. when I went on to college, I managed four scholarship funds there.
0: Four, um, where did <laughs> yeah. you go to? The UP School? Diliman. Oh wow, so
2: okay. in UP, scat. Diliman, You're like. A scat. <laughs> you know, I was in like orgs that, mm-hmm. you know, held a lot of parties. Okay, yeah, there I'm, you go. Yeah. That,
1: that's, that's what I'm talking there, about. All right.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, um, I was with like UPJMA, UPIE Club.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, all those... UPJMA through the wildest yep. parties. Uh,
2: you would know. So Yeah, because in um,
1: file before. Ad hoc. Ad hoc yeah. I... Holy shit. The wildest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. It's like uh, Project X, the movie. Yeah. Times 10. Yeah. Holy no, shit. like,
2: you know, the people who would like... The people in our org who would um, right. uh, run ad hoc for right. the SAM, like they'd literally not go to class. and yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was it, was it was a such whole a huge grind. event. Right, yeah. But what people don't know much because it just doesn't blend well with the marketing of a party. Yeah. All of it was for a good cause. Um, true, it true, was true. for a scholarship fund. And yes. I, I managed that scholarship fund. Oh, um, okay. And it was similar with my other orgs. I was also Sangguniang Kabataan. I just really okay. like being active. But yeah. I mean, you know, we would like not sleep and have all these events. Right, to right. The raise funds. I would like chase after donors, make right. so many marketing calls. And then, you know, all for like, this cause and for me the process would repeat the next semester Right, and you know seeing my parents again who came from that it's like why is it so inefficient
1: <laughs> no, but how do you get how do you make ends meet because eventually if, yeah. of course you, your parents had a family to feed Yeah, and now they're always trying to pay it forward yeah. with them and I guess that was ingrained when you went, with you with, with, at a very young age yeah. that's a great story because it's really part of your life from day one yeah right but how are they able to get by if, you know, resources are limited?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's really, I think that's, like, my parents are really great entrepreneurs. I would say, like, they're really my Got role it. models. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they put up a cooperative
0: Because, you know, like,
2: they're like, this is not sustainable that we keep giving the loans. And if it's not a formal institution, people don't pay back. So the the cooperative has actually grown to like 75 million in assets right now. No way! Yeah, it's one of the biggest in Bulacan. um, And they have a really good repayment rate like in the 90s. So that's how they did it. Um, That's how they made it like sustainable so it wouldn't be from their own money. So, you know, people, members of the op Okay. would save there and then yeah. they'd use the money to loan out like every like a typical bank
1: got it yeah. so after go- college was it um, straight entrepreneurship or did you take jobs first and <laughs> cuz you said prior to us starting that yeah. your career technically I asked them like, how do you properly define it yeah. you said you're a development uh, Your your career you're is in development not yeah. development of apps okay yeah. this is not, <laughs> no not a guys. developer right <laughs>
2: i can do hello world okay <laughs> <But> there
1: you <laughs> go <laughs> Well, what is what is how did your career pan out was yeah it a, yeah
2: I mean that's a great question. it's one of the things we keep coaching our students about you okay. know how to look forward um well, I took up industrial engineering wow. you know all the th- all the things I was telling about my parents, and I actually just realized all of that Got it. that it fit what I do now, but okay. before so I took up industrial engineering, I okay. just really but even when I entered engineering, I wanted to be in development work oh okay. uh, development work guys is like. Basically, uh, working on advocacies and trying to solve, um, you know, uh, trying to solve problems uh, in our society, etc. So, I was really uh, what really influenced me and inspired me to go there were also my parents. Like, parents are always my parents worked with NGOs. um, And for me, like, I still went into engineering because. I felt like there was a lack of scientific approach. Yeah, it was in the all industry. mom and pop. Yep. Yeah. No, it's a lot of like debate, uh, policy, and it's like for me, uh, we gotta get out of the debate right, and right. all this like and just do stuff. Yeah. And I felt like not many tech solutions were being applied True. or scientific solutions. So there was that. Um, but I always imagined like going to a big NGO, Got big it. international NGO. Um, so when I graduated, that's what I searched for. Okay. Um, but like all these big NGOs were like minimum two years experience. The
1: UNDPs <laughs> of the world. Yeah, and, and I'm like, right.
2: so I couldn't get it into anywhere I wanted. So Just
1: like architecture, you have to pay. No, yeah, your, you know,
2: employers right. really have to drop that. Right, right. <laughs> it's it's one no, of the. No, because
1: you can never, especially yeah. if, if, if from a person that's really found her calling from day one yeah it would be heart crushing exactly to know that hey i I, i'm here to contribute i have a lot on my plate that i can give to you but you have this barrier that i don't know where i'm gonna get so for you those two years since those the big ngos are yeah have that thing how did you overcome that
2: so um well, I was lucky to come across a company which opened like a ton of doors for me.
1: Which is? Smarter Good. <laughs> Smarter Good. That's right. Yeah. So a little caveat. Let's just um, uh, take, take a side note real quick. So I, I knew this girl was familiar. It's like, where the hell? So apparently we were in the same <laughs> office before. Yep. In in, in my first where uh, startup. Where there's free beer. Free beer. You can smoke. <laughs> we we, we uh, missed outside. that. Outside. So, not yeah. Smoke cigarettes. So I used to smoke cigarettes a lot two packs a day imagine that right because i was in nightlife and in that office of future now ventures uh they also rented a space for smarter good and they little did they know that sometimes when they're out i took a nap on their couch sometimes (laughs) (laughs) it looks very comfy and we never
2: found out yep
1: not until now so if there's people from smarter good that's listening to this If there's some saliva on your your, your <laughs> that was mine, <laughs> no or those people from uh, all famous yeah from all famous that's what they are they're noisier yeah than us okay <laughs> but yeah um carbs from your point how did uh, smarter good open up a lot of doors for you
2: I mean it was it was basically like a consulting company okay. Um, the the business was the business model of smarter Group was very smart. Okay. So um, we were good.
1: Smart and yeah. good.
2: <laughs> So we were right. what we were doing was consulting for fundraising. Ah, yeah. Right. So our clients were like um, social enterprises and NGOs. So that's what um, those
1: digits on the wall were for. Yes. Like, what
2: um and they right. were um mm-hmm. clients from all over the world, mainly okay. the US. Right. So the the model was like um kind of bpo okay. um so these were so i what i did was i handled fundraising for six clients
1: wow so
2: what that means is like they had around 4 to 10 million dollar budgets right. and then i would make sure they raised that
1: and you already um, had prior experience to this with your e- upjma hustle yeah yeah because i mean that, yeah.
2: i think also fundraising is something i didn't really Want all the time, but I just kept getting jobs in fundraising, which is like a big part of my work now. Also at invested.
1: Okay, so that's great. So you know you have this investment game. How did you decide? All right, my turn. I'm gonna take the wheel like Jesus. And. uh, My turn to Good raise question. my own shit. Well, how did yeah. you jump? Because so this is it, a lot. Yeah,
2: yeah, it had a lot to do with my work in Smarter Good because, okay. as an account manager, I work directly with the CEOs okay. of these great social enterprises, okay. and I work mostly with education ah, and employment. Wow, what? I dude. I know this is all like.
1: But here's the thing I've never, <laughs> just, just what you're telling me now, I've never yeah. seen anyone just in line with what no, you're supposed I, to be doing with. I, day I know. One. And
2: like, I wasn't, crazy. like, I had no idea about invested. Pla- like, I had no plans to right, right, right. invested. Um, and then there I was again, um, doing the just same thing. Comes like back. Running around right. every day, like, raising funds so that mm. more people could go to school. And I'm right. like, Dude, this is not just local. Like, mm. it's global. Mm. It's a really global problem. These people like encounter the same stuff. Yeah. So, um, the tipping point for me was like, I worked with like forty to fifty year old social entrepreneurs, and these were like real hustlers, not mm. the typical NGO people. Like, really entrepreneurs, um, who have taken on huge problems. Uh, and I saw they spent like ten to fifteen years in their industry to even create a model that could solve a hundred year old social problem wow. so for me it's like I've always wanted to solve a problem yeah. Um. and you know I, I saw it it took that much so I was like um. I actually resigned and my boss was like really wow. <laughs> she was really surprised She was like I thought you were enjoying your job I'm like I enjoyed it too much but <laughs> it.
1: that I believe I can yeah, be Daenerys no, Targaryen like- <laughs> And break the wheel.
2: No, and I'm like, yeah. uh, this problem was just like itching at me. It was right. kept coming back to haunt me, mm-hmm. um, and I just felt there could be a more efficient way. So, but the stupid thing I did was like, you know, the that was 2015. Yep. Like honestly, the startup community wasn't as alive. There were legs now. Back twenty
1: fifteen. There were legs. In twenty
2: fifteen, you know, there were less talks you could attend. All of that. I mean, so I am just like very naive. Um I guess I was like naive (laughs) plus overconfident because I came from fundraising. I'm like, I could handle fundraising for six companies. Right. Like I could sustain my own. Um, company probably so I resigned right. with like 30,000 pesos in oh my, my bank accounts like, look it's that giving stupid. me the, the chills
1: because <laughs> I did the same thing
2: that was stupid
1: <laughs> yeah but hey you're here now but let's take a quick break yeah and when we come back now let's talk about how you launched invested yeah from day one and what are the challenges you had to overcome sure. to get that done more of that after the break plushcare.com slash weight loss Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up your ticket to growth is here introducing Impact24 the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Welcome back from the break. We're still with carbs. I'll call you carbs. I love carbs. <laughs> right? Whether it's from pizza, bacon. Yeah, that's and, my
2: nickname, guys. By yeah, the way.
1: carbs very involved. There you go. But I'll call you carbs. Carmine is too long. Too many syllables. Yep. All right. <laughs> so, carbs. You said prior to the break that you were stupid and resigning, and thinking you only had 30K on your pocket. What was your idea like? Like, all right, I'm out. Deuces. <laughs> my turn. What, what was it like?
2: No, so um like I I had envisioned like you know what Invest is right now like as a nonprofit initially. Got it. I I worked mostly in US philanthropy okay. which were was where my confidence came from in there fundraising and all of that. Yeah. But little did I know like nonprofits here were like a different story. Mm-hmm. Um I mean just as a tip guys, philanthropy here is dead. Yeah. <laughs> I would basically call it that. Um Unfortunately, like even the bigger company, C S R is still kind of like for photo shoots. Right. Um, and you know, not I mean not meaning bad to anyone, but that's just how it is. And then donors tax was like thirty percent. What is a
1: donors tax? So
2: if I would raise a million pesos as a grant to my company. To my nonprofit, right. Like you would need to give thirty percent of that. That fucking sucks. Three hundred thousand, yeah. That's
1: already a grant, and you're getting 30 percent yep. of so, money? So oh, well, man. that's the,
2: that's one of the benefits of the train law. It's now just six percent. Ah,
1: so, yes. so thank you, train law. But everything <laughs> is now expensive. Because yeah, of that.
2: but like right. one of the things that like I was, I went on to f- like fundraising donations, and like yeah. if, like I realized after the no- Naples scam, people's yeah. mindset of like. Nonprofits were just really bad. It was just of course like, because it
1: can be uh, yeah. it, it can be used as a as, as a Trojan horse. Yeah. For, for so something you that's know, like a, right.
2: a few months into, like three months into it, mm-hmm. I was of course like out of money trying to do some part time jobs. I was alone at the oh, moment. I was still recruiting co founders, okay. which came on to be, which went went on to be like my college, my old college friends okay. were interested in same mission, but. Okay. Um, luckily, we got into the idea space. Um, so that's where yeah.
0: it
1: started. <laughs> so I'm
2: really good at writing proposals and grants. There so, you go.
1: Uh, Diane, whoever, <laughs> Butch. So I like, oh, this is a really good proposal <laughs> for yeah. a grant. So
2: wow. um, we, like, out of the thousands who applied, I'm like, got Dude, to the top. it's hard. You know,
1: I'll, I'll just share, I'll, I'll share yeah. this. Okay. I've never made it to idea space. I've tried three times. Yeah the low the long <laughs> the hardest I'd be able to go was through the interviews, yeah, but I never made it, but
2: it's it's honestly, well, I worked in fundraising, right? These right. competitions are always a one or two percent probability yeah. in my pipeline and I even the cartier grant we just won was two percent and I, oh, hey. I, I think I the great thing is I've managed to turn two percent there you this. go and in
1: reality, congratulations, yes. but before we talk about <laughs> that let's let's talk about the idea space for yeah idea space you came in there with an idea or with an mvp already
2: With uh we had an mvp okay um but it was just like really uh i mean it was like a website just an info site and then an initial design um of the product but what the idea space really helped us to do was pilot
1: pilot so, yeah so
2: pilot in the sense that we got our first borrowers um yes but yeah they
1: open up not just the money the video about the idea space program yeah. again we've said this so many times in this podcast with earl with cat with yeah. whoever style <laughs> genies also from there and whatnot idea space doesn't just give you the, the the funds because the funds to be honest 500k is not much it's
2: not much right. yeah.
1: but they open up so many doors for you especially yeah. the AIM dado manatao thing right yeah. that they let you now they put you in the right mindset prepare yeah. you for it and open up the network yeah. as well
2: yeah exactly um and you know it like some of the rare so um finally got to um go super full time right. on InvestEd because we had a grant from idea space and we um we got our first 12 borrowers. Nice. Um so we allocated like 150,000 from the 500k grant wow. to our first borrowers and then the rest was like developing our first back end um just salaries for like three people um all of that. So um we started in PUP PUP the school um, and that's where our first 12 borrowers came from that was right. in Bulacan because I knew the mayor so wow. <laughs> from my nice. from my
1: old so using your hometown route
2: you know yeah so I'm um, right. really thankful to um, that guy up to now because um, so I was, was give able, him a shout
1: out if you want to mayor whoever yeah
2: he just won again oh so. wow
1: congratulations <laughs> know if he's
2: um, mayor Yoyoy uh, mayor
1: Yoyoy Plato. yeah okay I thought it was William so, like, <laughs> no so <laughs> So
2: um he so the pup was government funded so they allowed us they allowed us to talk to the students there and to pilot our product we focused on those graduating so we could Ah. test it. Like very yeah, quickly. it's really
1: those last smile yeah. that really needed the um, most.
2: Well, and you know, you even at the start we're getting all of these like, are you even helping? These are only like students in their last semester. Right. Do they still need it? But we knew the customers, right. what the customers were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the, our first twelve students didn't have money for their internships. Wow. So our first loans were internship loans. Really. So you, it's it's really like these problems you wouldn't think. Were there? Correct. So for they were required three hundred hours of internship by their school and in unpaid. order to graduate.
1: And it's unpaid.
2: And um, unfortunately, it's, they were all there. Most of them were taking IT. There weren't any IT companies. Yeah, to go to Manila. And so they had to go to Manila, and all of the internships were unpaid. So right. they loaned for their housing and daily food expenses. Yeah, survival, so, technically. Yeah. Right. So um and. With the first twelve students, we were able to create like our proof of con, like our first problem solution, okay. um, testing. Right. So these students had this problem on financial, and yeah. then we this so this was the long wait because, um, we so this was December twenty sixteen. We made okay. our first twelve loans, and then we waited for them to um a big part of invested model right now is we also train them in employment True, and financial right. literacy. Um, so we did that for the first quarter of 20, um, 2017. Okay. Um, so our like our students got employed very quickly with our training. Nice. 33 days. Wow. On that's average. fast. Yeah, that's from right. graduation day to uh, um, accepting a job offer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we also taught them financial literacy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like giving our students, teaching them like how to budget, how to save, Mm -hmm. how to analyze your cash flow and how to succeed in repaying your student loan. So judgment, like the, the first judgment day was actually... Um, around April when they graduated and we and would if see you're
1: waiting if they'll pay you if back if they'd
2: actually repay or not <laughs> and how many
1: of those people paid back
2: so 100% wow and, that's um, great they're all fully paid already
0: wow um, and
2: actually the first borrower who finished paying his name's Alvin he finished paying three months early wow so this was like a huge validation for all the th- all the people who were telling us like students won't pay and it's yeah. like these students actually paid in less than a year,
1: <laughs> right? Because at the end of the day, if if nobody's championing for them and you yeah. don't give them that trust, yeah, then that opportunity that all they needed is an extra mile, and you yeah. you provided them that. Now, exactly. was it easy after Idea Space? Because he, it was not. Okay, well, now let's <laughs> talk about quick. that. How was when reality sinks in? Then okay,
0: you're this out is, of the
1: out of the this nest, is really out of like, mother hen's nest. Yeah, right.
2: This is really something I think. The you know, all the funders and the incubators have to work on is that a lot of our incubators right now, I think the seed funding is too little, yeah. Um, to see the startup through their next round or all of that. So, for us, like you know, mid 2017, we ran out, I mean, we were done with the acceleration of Idea Space, but the money. we were done with acceleration like as early as January right. 2017, but like mid 2017, we tried to stretch that mm-hmm. 500k, but it ran out. Um, yeah. We were able to stretch that 500k for a really long time, like more than 12 months, yeah. I think.
1: Wow, that's, yeah. that's great. It was like, yeah. so
2: this was like some of the hardest points in the journey.
1: How hard did it get? So <laughs> no, let's talk not, about this because. It, this is where, you yeah. know, when, when you need to look really back. Hard. Yeah. This is like, fuck, all right, this is my rock bottom. Yeah. Right? But at the end of the day, I couldn't just walk away because I signed up for this. Yeah. Right? The, for me, I remember going back just to share a little bit. Same thing happened when Kickstart funded me. I um, ran out of money too. Before mm. I got, there was a good six to nine month stretch. Yep. You know what I did? I had to sell what? my VIP membership every single <laughs> weekend. In the club, I had this big ass tarpaulin, set up a booth. I looked like a fucking bouncer <laughs> scamming people, but I need to sell oh VIP memberships yeah. because if not, I would be broke as fuck. I would not survive the week after. Yeah, whether it's raining or whatnot, I did that for six to nine months. Yeah, craziest shit I've done, but you know, at that, at those breakthroughs, I'll be looking back like ah, nah, <laughs> nothing can beat that shit. Yeah. that's crazy. I was so happy to make twenty k one night. Yeah. You know, what, but for you guys, how was totally it? Totally like?
2: get it. I mean, like, so the idea space acceleration ended like December 2016. Yeah. So around January, I talked to my two co- two co-founders. Right. Um, and I was like, "Hey, do you wanna go full time at Invested? I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of work we need to do, etc." Um, but my two co-founders, um. And you know they're still here volunteering, but they chose not to go okay. full time. So um, they were lucky enough, of course, with the idea space grant. Um, mm. To have a three month sabbatical. Wow. Because <laughs> they were working for an MVP company.
0: Ah. So you're
2: very lucky as yeah, a founder. At least they understood. That you're that just happened like in So after their sabbatical, I was like, are you game to do this full time? And unfortunately they were not, for very respectable reasons. Of course. Um life. Um happens. well, one, like one of my co-founders just had really high financial targets for right. herself. Right. Um and I'm like I think InvestEd can get there, but the first two or three years are just not no, gonna. No. And I'm like, I just don't want to. You don't milk
1: a startup. No, a ex- sell, it's right. gonna
2: hurt the startup. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I know you love the work, but I don't think you'll be happy if you're not right. meeting here. So that right. was one. And then the other one, um, she just really liked the corporate life better, uh, which like I have nothing against. Again, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was like, thank you for that. Like that, it's clear and all thank that. You.
1: So next were you like that yeah well
2: i mean you know i I tried to um persuade her but for me it's also like if it's not a fit it's not a fit and i think that's one of the tips i'd love to share is like we get into this journey um we think the co-founders we get we have to stay with them until the end i don't know where that idea came from it's really not reality in fact you shouldn't if it the person's not a fit yeah, um, they shouldn't be in the startup. So, I like early 2017, I was left alone. Best thing is your
1: friend. For exactly. That. Right.
2: Um, so, like around early 2017, I was the only one left. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, since that idea was like in my head, right. I felt like it was a huge failure that my team left and uh-huh. they didn't stay. But I realized like it was actually a blessing in disguise because mm. it made way for people um, who are more fit. And for right. more dedicated um, to stay. But yeah. that was one of like the the bottom points. Um, okay. But aside from that, like there was a time, um, you know, I, I kept working like four to five jobs just to pay myself.
1: Survival. Uh,
2: but at the right. same time, you know, yeah, survival. Right. <laughs> um, survival mode. And, you know, we almost really died like late 2017 because the startup just wasn't like, it didn't okay. have the funds right. to move. And I wasn't at that point. I mean, I could pitch funders. Right. But.
1: Fundraising's not that easy, dude. No, but, yeah. but
2: like, I just really did. I just really wanted to keep ownership at yeah. that early stage because I felt the mission was so important. And the only funders I knew back then were mm. more of profit driven. You know, profit will actually give life to our. Profit will and actually now gives life to our yeah. mission. It's not bad at all. Right. But you like. In raising, not in a
1: shark way yeah in raising right.
2: funding you really need mission aligned
1: is yes. the word that I
2: have it's like uh, at the end of the day they have to put the mission so it just didn't feel right and like here's where my mom came in and um, mm. she nagged me every day because um, she really believed in the business and she was right. like what's happening how come you're not moving and I'm right. like we had all these and we was like and eventually she got really pissed off because oh, wow. you know, she's a she's a tiger mom like okay. <laughs> she was like really had high expectations also right. and she um like one night she was like she took like a chunk of her retirement fund and like be actually became the first investor wow. yeah so putting her
1: money where her mouth no is. i i
2: really didn't want to take it yeah. um because i know that was for her retirement but she wouldn't she wouldn't like accept the no. And she wow. was like, you know, just take it, like pay yourself. Stop working these jobs. I would jobs. have fucking <laughs>
1: cried if, if that happened. I actually it.
2: really did cry. Yeah. Um, and up to now, like it's why I'm also very driven yeah. to So yeah, my parents. Um, And then, you know, that was the point, like we got back on track. I was able yeah. to recruit um, new co-founders nice. finally. And then we, around that time, we opened up to from just one school to five regions. Wow. Yeah, in the Philippines. Um, NC, that's NCR in the outskirts of NCR. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, Greater Manila area. Yeah,
2: and, you know, it. I wouldn't say like it was way up after that, but it really, really helped out. Um, and I think, uh, like, so I'm really thankful for my parents for that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Carbs, let's take another break. And when we come back, let's talk about the money. Because... <laughs> You sure. are a winner, for real. Like you're not. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not not throwing adjectives at you for the sake of throwing adjectives. You really brought a lot of pride back to the country. Thank you. And a lot of uh, there's a spotlight as well of what you've been able to do. But let's talk about that more after the race. And we're back for the final part. We're still with the winner, Carbs (laughs) Limbong of Invest Ed. So, Carbs, prior to the break, you now told us that, you know, I'm still getting goosebumps out of your mom really putting her money where her mouth. And that's mother's love. You know, I would also say my mom bailed me out so many times in my life. And, you know, at at the end of the day, that's why when (laughs) I sold Chatbot, the only, actually my biggest why before was I just really wanted to buy my mom a house because, Never had a house, mm. and uh, when I finally did that, it, it felt full circle. Alright, finally I can, at least in my own terms, I can call myself
0: right. successful
1: because I was yeah. able to achieve that really big box yeah. on top of it. But for you, Cartier Women's <laughs> Initiative, yeah, this came out of nowhere. To be honest, I just was like, "What the actual? <laughs> F? Wow! How did this opportunity happen? And what's the grind like to get?" To oh yeah. Win?
2: Yeah. That was a crazy process. Okay. Um but so priceless, like more than the grant. Um, so Cartier, um, and I encourage all women entrepreneurs to watch out for the next round. Okay, will be opening soon.
1: Noted. Um, thanks.
2: If you if you all uh, aren't familiar, at Cartier uh the jewelry brand.
1: Cartier, yeah, the is, one that makes guys yeah, fucking sweat. They have
2: they have a shop at Greenbelt. I'm now yeah. an ambassador.
1: There you go, <laughs> full
2: ambassador. But right. it's funny, like I didn't even notice their shop there until we got shortlisted. There you go. Oh,
1: okay. Please. So you here <laughs> Green four, um, no Green so, five, no is it five? So yeah,
2: 5. um, it's a really great program. They've mm-hmm. had this for fourteen years,
0: fourteen years
2: already. And you'd be surprised because like, um, a lot of their employees, uh, really believe in supporting women entrepreneurs. It's really a genuine, um, project of theirs. I got a hold of the opportunity, like, of course, where we get a hold of a lot. It's just online.
0: Yes. Um.
2: But I mean later we'll go to tips on fundraising okay. but um for the entrepreneurs out there you really have to subscribe to um all of these funding opportunities right.
1: take a chance. Yeah. you um, never know.
2: They're not spam in your inbox. Like right. <laughs> every now and then there'll be opportunities. So um so we applied, uh, it was like a form, the typical form right. for application. Uh wasn't that long, but there were around two thousand plus apps wow. from one hundred forty-two countries. Wow! So again, I was.
1: Um, and they only get ten.
2: <laughs> so they shortlisted wow. twenty. Um, there were twenty-one Shoot. shortlisted. So, uh, well, I think um, so the Cartier competition um looked at. Women entrepreneurs in seven regions.
1: Seven regions. So, yep. uh, Philippines, continent, whatever. Yeah,
2: Philippines was part of the South Asia region.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and so they picked a, a top three per region. So ah. that made up the 21. So okay. Invested was able to, during the first round of apps, the 2000 apps, um, right. we made the top three for a region. Wow. Um, and, you know, how to get there is really when you, what people think like when, because we've won already two hundred twenty thousand dollars worth of grants.
0: From
2: so hundred um, so k from Carte, hundred k yep. from Dubai World Expo. Wow, that was I didn't last know this. Year. Wow, yeah. <laughs> um, and twenty thousand. And the
1: grants are equity free.
2: Equity free. Wow. Um, no no weird terms or anything yeah, yeah. And actually people are have a hard time believing that but yeah. again i worked in philanthropy I'd like there are really yeah. grants like this and then twenty thousand from idea space of Correct. course so um you know they like people come up to me and it's like how can we get that like grants like guys grants are actually harder than investments because um you really have to show social impact and so I think that's one of the reasons why we were able to win is because we have a social impact, for example, like uh the household in so what re- one of the things we're trying to do at invested is end poverty boom um, well, that's like
0: yeah, college degrees get yeah. you
2: meaningful jobs, and right. yeah so um when when like people who work in this space look mm-hmm. for metrics such as household income increase right. and our graduates when we measure their household income there's a 50% increase wow. so with our loans we are able to double um now their you can household buy bacon income for
1: breakfast. <laughs> well, not to you anymore
2: yeah right. so it's and then you know it's a chain of reactions after that um and then it increases another 30% after, etc. So um, that's I think that's really one of the reasons why we got selected for this award. And um, I think the second is like the innovation that right. we're trying to do, which is to create a tool. Um, so we provide loans that invested, right? Um, but one of the things we're developing is a tool for the financial world to be mm-hmm. able to tell if students will repay or not. So,
1: ah, so you can already bet for them yeah. automatically. So,
2: I mean, we can tell with great accuracy, like, what starting salaries will be, which industry will, this will wow. the student go to, um, based on their household background, what are the risks in payment.
0: Nice. So,
2: that's one of the things we're developing, and I think that's also one of the reasons why Cartier believed in us. So. Oh. It was like a really crazy process. We were shortlisted in the top 21. Right. After that, they had Ernst & Young, which is oh, their gosh. due diligence partner, come in like literally in uh-huh. our office, interviewed uh-huh. our lenders, our students, our staff.
1: So they flew here.
2: Yeah, um so wow. they flew in um Ernst & Young in 21 mm-hmm. countries. So there was like Shoot. great due diligence and mm-hmm. there were a lot of documents. So another thing about getting funding, like get your documents and compliance stuff, because you will never. That's very important. Um, right. Uh, clean
1: house. Yeah, clean right.
2: house, guys. <laughs>
0: yep. So,
2: um, so yeah, after that, we, there was like, um, there's a regional jury mm-hmm. um, that they call it, where um, they decide eventually like who who gets to be number one in the region. The great thing is like all the top 21 had thirty thousand dollars already. Ah, Yeah, so so they'll never make you do like, and this what's great like pick the good grant funders because they never made us commit to doing anything hassle until we had a sure thirty thousand dollars. So when we won the region, we got a hundred k instead of thirty k.
1: Oh my god, that's a lot of that's good money. Yeah, it's not like holy (laughs) shit money, but yeah, if you're trying to start
2: and it's unrestricted yeah, so exactly. we can do anything with it but like aside from that the the connections are uh, really priceless well, like after we won my linkedin was blowing up
1: yep I was um, one of them dudes. Like, hi, Carmina. I'd like to put you on the hassle <laughs> share. Yeah, and hello. <laughs> I mean,
2: like, I, I, we had the opportunity to do a talk during the awards night, and yep. like, I was doing a talk in front of Lupita Nyongo. Oh um, my God. Was, like, in the head of UN Women. Did she make you freeze? And, um, No, she was like, <laughs> she's actually very attentive. But I'm like, this is unbelievable. Like, I right. never saw myself. Um, the Kia
1: in the flesh, right? There. Yeah, no, like, right. I
2: wasn't, I never saw myself, like, sharing yeah. our mission in the global no, stage this,
1: this again, You put us in the spotlight.
2: (laughs) I'll tell you something funny though. Like uh, after we won, like Mm -hmm. there's like five press interviews right after from all different countries. But like there wasn't like a Philippine press present.
1: Wow. (laughs) So I think
2: that's how unrepresented we are sometimes in some of these global. um... But
1: the biggest problems are here.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Correct. So and that's that's what I wanted to discuss now. I want to get your tips because, you know, again, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> now, this is this is great. Now, um, your tips because this is not an easy thing to achieve. And you've overcome the odds every single time. <laughs> Thank you. But let's you. pay it forward, right? Because especially for those kids or those people who you're doing this for, for those people who are short or who are underprivileged at the moment, what do they need to do? Do they just? I, I've heard so many stories of, yeah. you know, people selling themselves, like you know, whether it, like prostitution, just to be able oh, to God. get by. Like, yeah. oh, it's like if if they only knew that there's, invest ed, that wouldn't be an even an option anymore. What would your tip be for those students struggling? Yeah, to get by, just to finish, go to. I mean, get to the finish
2: Yeah, lesson? I mean. Like, if you're a student out there listening, uh, I encourage you to go to our website or our Facebook. Our website is invested.ph. Yep. Um, it's very easy to remember. Or our Facebook, message us. We'll reply immediately. But here's the thing. What we offer is student loans. Um, and we've come across thousands of students um, who like one of the things I know you might be thinking is like, oh my God, loans, they're so scary. Yeah. They're so like, what is that even? Yeah. Um, so here's one thing I'd like to, uh, um, share is that don't, you know, if, we, if you're almost at the finish line you or you have this dream that you really want to achieve for you or for your family, um, nothing should stop you from getting that. And if a loan is what you need um, to get there, then you shouldn't be afraid. Um, and I'm also saying this because we've had a lot of students at Invested who finished repaying their loan. Um, you can check out our blog and they say like it was actually easier than they thought. Nice. Um, I mean, one student even said like after the first three months of paying, like he didn't even notice it. Yeah. Eventually, it just got to be a habit. So it's less scarier than you think. And yeah. if you think you're not going to land the job to pay this loan, we'll also help you out with that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I encourage you to go the extra mile and like really fight for your dreams. And Invested will be here to guide you on your journey.
1: And in reality, these are yeah. the same habits as if you're just... You, used to putting some money aside, once that loan is off, you can still use that same money aside yeah. to now invest on stocks, on mutual exactly. funds, or anything that would make your life better so you have passive yeah. income down the road.
2: So, I mean, the monthly payments, if you were to get a loan from us, would could be as low as 750 pesos. Wow. And, you know, if you're a college grad, you're going to earn like 20K. So seven hundred pickings,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. and
2: um, a lot of our students paying within 12 to 18 months. Wow, that's
1: yeah. great. Now, Carbs, the other thing I wanted to know because you, you've been through the Valley of Death mm. and you've luckily made <laughs> it out alive. Because yes. a lot of founders go through this and um, they don't make it back. Yeah, up, right. Um, you've had a lifeline, which is your mom. But on a personal note, how, what would be your advice of, to founders who are currently in the Valley of Death, trying to claw their way up? Okay. Uh, to, to, to get that uh, to get their startup off the ground.
2: Okay. Um, well, like the first tip I would have is um, to have an unwavering focus on your mission. So it might seem weird because, like, so, a lot of us get in the valley of death because of funding and all of that. But it's also what will get you out is um, really knowing what your mission is. Yeah. Because, like, let's face it, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in that valley, it might be like, it might be a moment where you have to decide if you want to continue on and it's going to come back to your mission. Right. Um, and, you know, valleys of death don't just happen once, you know, no, there's <laughs> a lot of them. There's, there's yeah. a lot of that, like it's a cycle. So right. um, one is like really knowing your mission and, um, just having that commitment to your mission, um, somehow you'll attract the right people to help right. you out.
1: Unwavering focus and persistence.
2: Yes, yeah. uh, to your mission, and yeah. it'll give you a compass. In like, cause sometimes we have doubts on like if there's enough market for it, if there's a need for it, um, and like going back to your mission and why you're doing this in the first place will um, usually point you to like the right things. Nice. Second would be. Um, like, have really good mentors. Mm-hmm. Like, I would surround myself with, like, the harshest mentors. You Who could are find. those mentors
1: <laughs> for you? Just to give them a um,
2: shout-out. No, like, we... Oh, my gosh. Like, there we have some But a lot of the mentors we had... Um, while we were starting invested is like in the banking so wow. one of the first was all
1: numbers yeah
2: for, well one of the first is Sir Eugene Acevedo, who's now yeah. with CEO of RCBC but uh, he's like very blunt when he gives um, comments to us and all that and a lot of us like might have might feel hurt with those things but these yeah. are actually the mentors you should have sure. like people who will be really honest with you sure. um, and will not. Take a second to like, not tell you the truth. Yep. Like They'll tell you the truth. Immediately. So the last thing you
1: need is sugar coating just yeah, to no, take care yeah. of your feelings. Because
2: like, you really need to get out of your head and like, yeah, face yeah. the yeah. Leave facts. your
1: ego <laughs> out the door. And if you need some real good feedback, leave yeah. that shit out the door. So
2: um, have really good mentors who have relevant experience yes. um, because there's a lot of like mentors going around, mm-hmm. um, but you have to really scan first. Are they These are
1: charlatans? <laughs> you have to look out for those charlatans. Yeah. Talk a lot, but don't back it up.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, make sure there's legit entrepreneurship background. Yeah. Um, you know, second is like, uh, do they know your industry? Yep. Cause they could be like pushing you to look at something that's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, most importantly, are they aligned with your mission? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: No. Okay. Lastly, carbs. Uh, before we wrap this baby up, fundraising. You you've been fundraising your whole life. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You were probably fundraising with with uh, the the sperm cells while you were trying to like, hey, let's go here, but I'll go in first. Yep. But <laughs> when you were in the womb. But what would be your tips for fundraising? Because this grants are you said it. Yeah. Grants are not easy. Fundraising for equities. Yeah. Hard already. It's harder with grants. So, what would be your tips for people to to who are fundraising at the moment?
2: Right. Um, gosh, I, I have so many to share. But, um, well, first of all, is get rid of the short-term thinking with funding. You need to know what you need in the next eighteen months and start fundraising that, like twelve months. Like, fun- start fundraising that, like, right now. Um, so that's what I call the eighteen-month rule. Mm -hmm. um so fundraise for what you need in 18 months next i have is like the six month rule (laughs) is in that what you need for your next 18 months you should have it like six months before um that starts um and third is like um find funders who are aligned with your mission because they like If you and this is why being prepared really counts. um, because desperation can you know (laughs) can you know get us to like Oh
1: my god. Yeah, like bad
2: investors and um and like you might think your um like money is great and all that, but sometimes like uh, welcoming someone in. So it again it's like a marriage. So you're gonna be stuck with this person. Worse than that
1: actually, you can't divorce (laughs) an investor.
2: Yeah. So, that's that. And then, um, like, lastly, um, aside from picking your investors, you know, always have a pipeline. Never mm. depend on one. Yep. Like, so, for example, if you're raising a million pesos you sh- and probability is, like, probability of each prospect is 10%, then you okay. should have a 10 million pipeline. True.
0: Absolutely.
1: Something like,
2: like so just, like, don't depend on one. It's a funnel.
1: I mean, it, it go it, yeah. it dwindles down as you go through that number. So, yeah. you know, if you have a 10% closing rate, then you need to have a yeah. 10 million. And then
2: just to add, like, don't, um, I mean, if you have dream funders, you know, like, those really, like, amazing funders who have exited companies, like, don't tell yourself you can never get them. I mean, um, you know... Your startup is like your baby, and you want the best for your baby, right? So mm. never like tell yourself the best uh, you you'll have someone who's less than the best. So right. it's it's good to start conversations with these people already, right. even build if, a relationship. Exactly, and the best thing to ask them is, hey, if you're funding us three years from now. What are the metrics you want to look for?
1: Amen, amen. <laughs> then, that's what it is. And then
2: you know that's what educates like some of the KPIs you should have today. Right. So uh, you still be
1: on the lookout. Yeah. And when they when you do hit them,
2: exactly. First, pe-
1: first person that will write the check is them. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay, now again, Carbs, thank you very much for being on the show. It's, it, it was a pleasure. I told you you, you won't no, notice it. No. Yeah, but like, this, so this was very fun. Right? And again, <laughs> thank you. Uh, for those people that just want to go check out Invested, whether you're a lender or a, or a student, what do they need to do?
2: Um, yeah, so we if you're a student uh, listening, just go to our website, invested.ph, um, and you can apply for a loan immediately mm-hmm. by signing up. If you have questions before you want to apply, you can you can chat us on our website. Also, we have a chat there or our Facebook. Okay. Um, and for lenders, we are open to um, people who are interested in funding loans to yep. students. Okay, um, yeah, again, just hit up our website. Uh, if you want to inquire there, you can read the FAQs there. Um, but we are open and we... Um, provide pretty good returns. We you know. have a hundred percent repayment rate. So and
1: again, social good. That's yeah, what it is. Exactly. So, yeah, at least you know that when that, that money went to yeah. uh educating or funding for the education of someone.
2: Yeah, so just to add, if you're a corporate, um you can lend to hire from our students. Yep. You'll get some hiring benefits. If you're a foundation, we can help you diversify from scholarships. Nice. Um and if you're an impact investor, nice. um, we're very open to negotiating um, um whatever you have in mind um but education is a great cause to invest in no
1: and the country needs it yes you know, especially <laughs> now in this day and age where there's a lot of propaganda and there's a lot of misinformation oh, yeah. being spread out the only way out of this rut is through education in. Yep. thank you for letting that happen and god bless you thank you thank you so again <laughs> guys thank you for listening to this new episode of Hustle Share and if you <laughs> like what you heard today please don't forget to show us some love and suggest a new hustler like carbs uh, <laughs> go chat with us in our chatbot at m.me slash Hustle Share powered by chatbot.ph and again carbs thank you very much thank you and I'll see you guys in the next Had episode fun. bye guys peace